What's going on, people? This is live after hours in the man cave with your host Terry Wiggs. There you go, host Mark Kane. Go, host Mark Kane. Man, man, let's talk about these NBA playoffs. So far, the first round of the East been kind of boring because you know Indiana gets swept. Kyrie did his thing. Jalen Brown stepped up. Right, right. 76ers put away the Brooklyn Nets. I just feel like in that series right there with the 76ers, I feel like Joel B punked Jared Allen. I mean, every time you look up, Jared Allen's on the ground. Uh, <laughs> this game, move out the way. Jerry Dully comes in and stand up for his teammates, which you want your, which you want your, fellow, which your fellow brother to do for you in the heat of the battle, stand up for you. But at some given point in time, Jared Allen, man, you got to come back and hit him back with something across his face, elbows or something. He right, didn't play with the same Yeah, you got to rough him up. He didn't play with that. He didn't, he didn't come with that moxie out there. He didn't play with that same intensity as Joel Embiid did. And Joel Embiid is pretty much limping on a, on a leg, you know, on a, on a bad back, brother. We don't know how long he's going to be. He's going to keep up this, this, this high octane of playing, of high energy on a nightly basis as the playoffs get deeper and the rounds get tougher. He took care of business, man. And Karis LeVert won that game. Like we always keep saying, we think the Brooklyn Nets is, is an attractable place for a superstar to go to. Even though they lost this series four games to one, which they could have easily be up in this series too if they right. didn't know how to close out third and fourth quarters. Well, you can't close no quarters out. If you don't have quarters. No, yeah, third and fourth quarter are deciding quarters. You know, after halftime, you know, you like, all right, we got the momentum. Can we keep it going? And they go cold a lot. Right. They just be looking so, for scoring, you know. And that's the one. That's why they need that one more superstar, you know, because he got um, Karis LeVert, mm-hmm. uh, Dinwiddie off the bench, mm-hmm. um, and then D'Lo. Yeah. But then if one of them go cold, it's like, where, the, where is the scoring going to come from? Because nobody else right. can really create their own shot or uh, create score for uh, you know, anybody else. So it's like, they got to go one-on-one a lot, and then the defense just load up on them. Right. Uh, we know Toronto took care of Orlando. Orlando is the same way. They had these good runs. But when you look at Orlando, they don't have a, a real legit scoring two-guard. They don't have, like, some pieces on the team that you know we can go to and lean on people for a basket. Like, Aaron, Aaron Gordon is not a, it's not a mid-range shooter, but he's trying to take mid-range shots. He had a couple of threes in this series. Still not as enough because where Vukovic, yeah, Vukovic for uh, Orlando wasn't throwing up none of these games. I mean, you look at every time I have time, he got either 4.6 points. This is an all-star, folks, who had an all-star right. year. Exactly. <laughs> his, he did not elevate his game in the playoffs where to, let, to put the team on his back, you know what, y'all play through me. I didn't see none of that. It was DJ Augustine who was pretty much carrying that team, to be honest with you. Right. The, the much world champion. DJ Augustine. The, 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 I call him the landlord because he's a real travel, and he's going to get he's going to get paid for where he go for his services. So Toronto did what they had to do, took care of business. The whole thing is Kyle Lowry going into the next round playing against Philly. He cannot have games where he's putting up donuts. We so far he only had what one donut game. He's due for two more 
before this before this uh, year is over for him. But the whole thing is he had to play with the same urgency going into that matchup. And before we talk about that matchup, the Milwaukee Bucks, Detroit Pistons. It's a nice, clean, nice, clean. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and the crazy thing when you think about it is Blake Griffin, they said he was out for the first round like they was going to beat the Milwaukee Bucks and advance to the second round of the NBA playoffs. I, kudos right. to Blake Griffin, man. You know, we from a Midwestern city, Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. A lot of people think he's probably talking about Cleveland, Tennessee. But uh, <laughs> we're from Cleveland, Ohio. You know, blue-collar city, people get up, go to work every day, don't complain about what they're going to do out there and that hard and that hard labor working world over there in the Midwest. Blake Griffin played on the bad leg. He gave it his all. And I respect that from him because I thought if he if they went down like that, I thought he'd say, you know what? He's gonna lose his superstar power if he That's didn't play right. at least one. You gotta at least play on one game. Let the teammates, you know, you know what? I'm hurt. But you know what? I'm gonna say, forget this. I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna try to pull off a Willis Reed. But it didn't happen like that. Right. It didn't happen like that. But he gained respect from me for doing that. And let his teammates know, like, oh man, Blake is really he was really out indefinitely, but he still suited up and played. So kudos to him as they get swept too. Out of the Little Caesars Arena, I wonder yeah. how that it, is. That piece is still uh, hot and ready for five dollars. Right, Stay at home. <laughs> it was hot and ready for four, for four, four dollars, four dollars, Right. And you know, speaking of young, a career playoff high, forty-one points, right, with nine rebounds and four blocks. Man, MVP, man, it might have to go to Giannis, man. Giannis might get the. I think he might get the MVP. But the reason I give it to James Harden, he's the first player ever in NBA history to have a triple double with fifty points. So that's, that's huge too. Right. Anytime they mention your name with Will Chamberlain, you go on the scoring tear month play what almost two and a half months of scoring three plus, that that lock up the MVP. So it's gonna be a tight one come June twenty fourth when they had that awards ceremony. So I don't wanna talk about Damian Lillard. Dang Dollar. I'm going to wait for Dan Dollar to drop his 16 bars Friday. We will include some <laughs> Russell Westbrook lines in there. He need to. Cold-blooded. <laughs> and I'm looking at people's tweets. Oh, Dane Fisher is a superstar. He's always been a superstar. Like I said, he played a, a low-margin bucket. I mean, um, a low-margin um, br- um, bracket over there. Market. To be honest with you, and you're not gonna get seen every like you know everybody on the East Coast is sleeping around ten thirty eleven o'clock. They get ready for work, but right. when you got a guy when you got a guy like Damian Lillard and C.J. McCullough, the whole the, this is the reason why the Thunder lost. That's Terrence Ferguson, streaky. Was it Jeremy Grant, streaky? Steven Adams will give you Steven Adams can give you at that given time. Then Paul George is still playing the hurt shoulder and he's still putting up po- a lot of points. But my whole thing is I'm right. still mad. He why they did not 40. play right. My whole thing is why they did not play Patrick Patterson. If they needed some some more bodies off the bench to give you buckets. I don't trust Raymond Felton off my bench. Right. He didn't play the whole minute, did he? 
Patrick Patterson? Yeah. Not one. Not Pat, Patrick Patterson. Not one minute. That's a bad coach right there. So I'm looking at that coach, Billy Donovan. I'm like, dude, Ohio, he's from Ohio. I'm looking as where is. Man, make some moves. Didn't the shooting do nothing? Not for the oh, Russell Rushbrook was playing me basketball. Worry about triple doubles instead of getting the win. You can't trash talk when you down three three games to one. You still talking, you still rocking babies. You got Dennis Schroeder out there pointing to his watch. Yeah. yeah. You know what David said? I'm not feeding into that garbage. We up. I'll talk when the series over. I want to say this is Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, you point into that watch in your wrist. Damon will let you know when that clock hit quadruple zeros, he sent you mm-hmm. home. You got all the time right. in the world. He called it series. Dane called it series. Dane called it series. And Russell Westbrook, rocking these babies. More power too. You got a long summer. You can rock all three of your kids to sleep. Starting with Noah and your twin kids. You can rock the babies in both arms like he was doing. You rocked your way all the way out the playoffs. And I knew. And I want to give a shout out to Mo Harkless, Afro Camino, chasing Terrence Ferguson, and Jerry Grant on the three point line. If they if they was gonna beat if they was gonna beat OKC, you need your role players to step up. And they role players had to step up one bit. I saw Andre Roberts, Robertson in street clothes this whole series. I wonder was he out for the season? Was he coming back from that injury? Because he's been out the whole year since that going into last year, the NBA playoffs. So that I think they missed him on the defensive side too as well. Even though he's not going to give you that much from a scoring perspective, but he will give you defense. Talk that series up. Portland took care of business on Damian Lillard time. Man, Rip City. Y'all ripped the hearts out of OKC. Marcus, you know we got to get to it, man. I told you about the Spurs and the Nuggets. <laughs> Knew it was I told coming. you. <laughs> Knew it was coming. I said, before the series starts, I think you said you was going with the Spurs just because they had the Marcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan, and they had Popovich and Patty Mills as their veterans, and, the, and plus the coaching. I said, this young Denver Nuggets team is hungry, man. They look a little bit different. It depends if they want to win what you get from the Marcus Aldridge. But Marcus Aldridge that veteran. So to the veteran experience. Yeah, I thought it was going to get them over the hump for sure. Mm-hmm. But Denver has been, they've been growing, learning on the job, as I say. They figured out the, these, uh, the Spurs uh, defense. So they just mm-hmm. been attacking with, with their guards. They figured out their guards was a little more uh, skilled, uh, like Murray and uh, Gary, Gary Harris. They've just been giving them trouble these last two games. I, I, Derek White had some, some flashes in the pan, but he ain't been able to keep up these last two games. And like you said, the, the Spurs look to be to be in trouble. <laughs> See, the one thing that hurt them too, man, Nikolai Jokic, the Joker, first-time All-Star. That's what you call someone who's playing up to their potential. Like you said, game two was shaky for Nikolai Jokic. And he still got the job done. Um, triple doubles. Uh, triple doubles and all that stuff, Marcus. It's, it's cool. 
Right. But when these guys gonna come and step up, I mean, he he plays big every night. Like I said, he only had one bad game in this series, and I'm looking forward with Marcus Aldridge, Demar Derozan, Derek White, them guys stepping up, Brian Forbes stepping up. But Lamarcus Aldridge plays so small to his size. He sometimes have a smaller defender on him, and he still want to shoot threes and a fifteen footer. The one thing I loved about Tim Duncan, he knew he had the mismatch. He, he put him in the post, and he take care of business. You know what I'm saying? How do you feel about Lamarcus Aldridge in the playoffs? I mean, he's another one of those guys. I'm like, man, is he out there? Oh, yeah, is he out there? Yeah, is he out there? <laughs> right. And then, you know, like those first, the first three games of the series, he was big time. You know what I mean? He uh, he was lightweight out playing Jokic. But then once they, uh, like I said, once Denver figured out that, uh, that Spurs defense, it, it's been all downhill since then. He's been, uh, he's been shelling up, sad to say. I mean, DeRozan's still been out there doing his best. Uh... But he got to get a, just a little more umph from Aldridge. I, I think he's given, like, his numbers may tell you one thing, but his presence out on the court is not being felt like it should, in my opinion. Right, because I'm looking at where he gives you so much more in this series. So, as you as I run down, like I said, game one, Marcus Aldridge gave you 15-8, right? They won that one. Game two, they give you twenty four and eight. They lost that. They go to game three. He give you eighteen and eleven. They won that. You go to game four. He give you twenty four and nine. And they lose. Then you go to then you go to game five. He give you seventeen and ten. He's not consistent. His points is everywhere. Like. When you go through it, I believe he only had one game one game in this series when he scored twenty plus. I mean when when they score, he's getting you twenty plus, they win. So you looking at right. where he can take his game to the next step. Play play it's gonna to be tough for Denver Nuggets to close them out in San Antonio. Something that's been hard for a lot of teams to do since Popovich has been the head coach over there. But this might be the night. That the AT&T Center make it disconnected tonight with their fans with no calls. <laughs> they're going to be like, can you hear me now? We go, and the Denver Nuggets are like, yes, we're going to hear you now. We're going to the next round. we see you guys next year. This team is that talented. Like I said, once they got Willie Barton back, I thought that opened up more so. They gave you another perimeter defender. Paul Millsap is another guy who's been inconsistent, too. He can give you games where he's scoring two or four points. Another guy who I thought who, who can give you more, too, as well. But you got other guys, the young guys, like Jamal Murray and Gary Harris. Then you got then you got guys that's just doing what they're supposed to do. And Brandon Malone believes in his team. And you and, yep. he, and he's and when you got a coach believing, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> like KG. Yeah, so I think I think they're going to close it out tonight. Uh, I don't see – I don't know. I mean, they are playing in San Antonio, like you said, at, at the AT&T Center. So, uh-huh. I mean, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say it's going – I'm going – it's going seven. 
I think the Spurs win tonight, and then Denver take care of them back at home in Game Seven. So you think this game going seven? Yeah, I think Denver's gonna win, but the Spurs—they've been so good at home. I just can't see them. Uh, I can't see them losing this win or go home situation game at home. It's, just, it's not like a pop team, but you know, like you said, anything's possible. But I, I, I'm. Keep a little bit more faith in, in the Spurs and hope and think they'll take care of this game six and then send it back to Denver for game seven. Ooh. So the game, you know how to save it for last. I don't know if you said to watch that game last night between the Clippers and the Golden uh, State Warriors. How you feel about that game? Yeah, so I, I stayed up. I was, uh, you know, I text you because you was going to do the pie last night, but I had some work to do, so I was still working, actually, uh, finishing mm-hmm. up a report, and I watched the game, and sweet Lou, man, <laughs> he is hey. like the kryptonite for the Warriors, he just, 33 and 10, clutch shot at the clutch shot, he was finding uh, Montrez Harrell, I mean, it was, I, I was trying to figure out how they keep losing to them, Patrick Beverly getting, uh, Getting under Draymond skin this game. It's like they got their number on a certain occasion. It's it's funny to me. <laughs> it's real funny to me. One thing about that Clippers team, they're very tough minded. And it's hard to be a tough minded team like that. They give they give they all. They give they all. Like I said, sweet Lou, Lou Willville. He everybody forget that Lou Bill got a got a song rapping on that over that Meek Mill beat. That's how he was, man. He was a boss out there. He was a boss. Give you anything that you needed on the floor, any any bucket. Like your leading scores in this series come off the bench, so the Warriors are losing to a bench. Pretty much, that's why I say it's so funny to me that that's who they're losing to. <laughs> it's not the starters. It's Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams. And like Lou they Williams. have no answer for their uh, scoring threat or their pick and roll offense. It's like. Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell pick and roll is like, you would think it's the most deadliest thing in the NBA the way how, how the Warriors have trouble defending it. So they're going to have to figure it out because next round against the Rockets is going to be all bad. Yeah, because I'm looking as where it is. But this team is so good. And what's up, John? I'm looking at it where this team is so bad on the defensive end and letting Lou Williams get to the rack. And they keep saying, oh, how good of a defensive team the Golden State Warriors are. But they're not showing it up. Anytime Kevin, you know, every time Kevin Durant is going to the rack, he's getting he's getting stopped by Patrick Beverly, all 6'3 of them. And, he's, and, he, and the sad part is, who in the hell let Patrick Beverly get 13 rebounds? Please tell me, Mark. Who is letting this guy get 13 rebounds? That that's terrible. They need to do something. Away. I mean, it's no way he Patrick Beverly is out there to irritate. That's it. No right. other stats should be received. <laughs> None. <laughs> what about Draymond Green getting a technical foul, stepping over Patrick Beverly and trying to knee him in the face? Like, let me tell you one thing, man. Draymond Green loved throwing his feet, man. He might as well go ahead and retire from basketball and become a karate dojo master, man. 
since he want to kick that much. He'll be a USC fighter. You can do all the kicking and trash talking here you want. <laughs> right. Right. He missed his calling, right? He need to be an right. he need to be an actor guy. <laughs> That's right, where he's most, most comfortable, it seems. Because <laughs> that 94 feet he doing, what he doing, that's not good. Like I said, like you said, man, Lou Williams, man, rocket bucket. He gave you, 30, he gave you 33, 33 points last night with 10 assists. So when the when you're when you're a bench is outperforming, your respective starters on your team kind of look bad. But at the end of the day, Doc Rivers had a plan. This make Doc Rivers like like he's a, he's a hell of a coach. This make him look real great because he don't they don't have a real true superstar. Who they real true superstar? At the, just Lou Williams. Other than that, you you rough up Steph Curry. You make him shoot crazy threes and stuff like that. You make you make these guys work. And these and these guys, man, you talking about they part of this this largest comeback in NBA history. The Clippers already they were down by thirty one to win to beat them. And it's so funny though. Look, they lose the final score of that game was one hundred thirty one to one thirty five. They lost the biggest comeback in history. They lost. They came back and they team beat them. They was up thirty one points. They love these three ones. They do. They do. Them three ones is like uh, another kryptonite for them. Well, I guess that that's really not a kryptonite because they, they've also been on the, the positive side for the three ones. See Oklahoma City. <laughs> uh, Remember I told you, go on, go ahead. You know, so if they, they better win game six. If they don't win game six, man. Can you imagine a game seven at the Oracle? <laughs> <laughs> Their last game in that arena, and they lose it to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, if the Clippers win that, they call themselves the Kings of L.A. <laughs> Pretty much, they they might, they might as well. <laughs> the Lakers ain't make the playoffs. Sacramento ain't make the playoffs. And this yeah. right, and this series, this series is so interesting, Marcus. I'm, I'm really, I'm like, yo, man, this might be the. Besides that OKC game series, that's a good series. But you know, OKC lost four games to one. But this series, this series right here, is the one. Yeah, it is. This would be the major upset. <laughs> major. Because if you look at this, hey, if they beat them, can you imagine Kevin Durant now furious, Draymond Green? They would be furious. I mean, this would look bad. Beyond. <laughs> this is beyond me if they lose this. If they lose it, like, oh, the Clippers balling, balling. That's what's going to be saying. Because this, these guys play with no quit. They fight. They fight. They fight. They fight. They fight to the end. Like. Right. Listen to Chris Webber being a, a commentator make make my skin crawl because he doesn't sound right. He talks too long. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw you tweeted that this morning. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you kind of got a point. See Webby. He's long-winded. <laughs> See, 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 AI. It's like baby AI. You know what I'm saying? He talks. He talks like he's in NBA 2K. He talks yeah. like a whole quarter. Like, say what you're gonna say. Chill out. Let your other guys. Let your com- your comrades be to you. He make the tweet I put out. I said, "Hearing Chris, Chris Webber as a commentator irks irks my skin." <laughs> I mean, he doesn't sound right because he's a basketball guy. He don't he don't sound fluent. He sound like he's always one sided and he's biased. I don't right. like that. So, you can't, like, Charles Barkley is not biased. He's going to tell you straight through. 
Can Jay Smith gonna cut it straight through? Ernie gonna take it straight through? Even Shaq. Chris Webber's the only guy who who is he always wanna pick and choose a side. He's biased. Like Paul Pierce. These guys are biased. Cause they they want that moment. And they never really lived in the moment because every moment Chris Webber played in the NBA playoffs, he wasn't part of that moment. He always came up short. Either A, he was fouling out. He played with teams where he had people hitting game wins like Pedro Stoyakovich. He hurts my skin. But you got this Utah Jazz. I watched that game to Utah Jazz and Houston Rockets. If James trying to play like that going forward the next round, they're going to be in trouble. They're going to be in trouble <laughs> playing like that. Yes, they will. I mean, he was so cold starting it off. Like I think he had like two points. Two points. Two points in the first quarter or something like that, or the first like mm-hmm. five minutes of the first quarter. And I thought, oh, I thought they was thought they was in a uh, a warrior situation. Like, oh no, like, they're about to lose had, this. <laughs> this dude had, dang, this dude, James Harden had twenty six points. The dude was ten for twenty six, man. Like, it took him to get twenty six points on twenty six shots. But he got, you know, he listened to the free throw line. He didn't do anything. I thought PJ Tucker, who played very well, he had eight points, nine rebounds. We got to play defense too, as well. That's one thing people don't give him enough credit for. He does play a lot of defense. If Eric Gordon keeps this going, they can't be in trouble. But with Chris Paul out there being the pit bull, and only man, ain't nothing you can do, man. And the, the way he's playing, the way Utah Jazz play defense on James Harden, man, I think that was like the dumbest way to play defense. Like, sideways, as you were saying, he's playing Matador defense. Why is y'all playing one of the best shooters sideways? You know, you put a longer defender on James Harden, you make him work. If you get a shorter guy like Ricky Rubio, he's going to kill him. You should have kept Royce Royce right. O'Neal on him, put some lane, and put another another defender out there. You should have had, you should have started Steph Alosha that night. That's what this would have been the game. I would have started Steph Alosha. You know what? You are known for your defensive presence. We're gonna put you out there. You're gonna guard James Harden, and when he th- we're gonna do something. We get him another. Look, we throw Royce O'Neal out there. I didn't see none of that. Now, I thought I should, that's what I would have went with. But as you know, we don't know nothing. As they say, <laughs> these NBA guys and, and front office, these guys don't know nothing. They just couch potatoes. But at the end of the day, dollars is play organized basketball and understand when a team's about to get beat, you gotta do something different. It's like you play in the backyard, you play organized basketball for your school. If this guy you see in your first Nine matchup, day. right, if he gave you thirteen points in the first half, you say, you know what, we gotta tighten up because we know he's easy to go off for thirty. Now we're gonna give him a different look. We're not gonna start you this half. We're gonna start somebody else this half and go out to give him a different look. So he's like, Oh man, he switches up on me. Then you start throwing. Then I, I didn't see where you. I didn't see where Utah Jazz trying to go throw the whole the whole kitchen sink out there. Like I keep saying, Derek Favors don't play up to his potential. Another guy who is seven feet tall who doesn't play like he's a big. He plays like he's a small. He's out there, but he's not out there. True. And Don Mitchell, this is the second bad scoring game he had. Now, I think he was what four for twenty two last night. Yeah, he was uh, pressing a little bit last night. You can tell he. He didn't want to go home, so he had like a very Russell Westbrook-esque type performance where he's like, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to just shoot as many shots as I can. And just unfortunately, they wasn't falling for him. Uh, mm-hmm. and even with a slow start from James Harden, it just, they didn't have enough firepower. Uh, you know, they're more like a, a regular season team to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so they need, they need like at least, they need a, uh, a wing and another score. And he right. like a just he what? He what? Four, what is he want? Four for 19? Right. 
in game two, you can't be having performances when you're going four for something and five for something. And you get... As, and especially you get as an underdog. As an underdog. He, like you said, he, I think he was pressing a little bit too much to let his game come to him. I think he was trying to live in the, in the notion with these teams, with the, with the Houston Rockets. James Harden can have a, a round where he's going into where having these bad performance shooting, like, especially if you're going against a high eye top team like the Golden State Warriors. They're ready for something like that. If, if he go 0 for 12 or 0 for, 0 for 5 in the first three minutes of, of the basketball game, Marcus, you already know what that's going to do. They're going to open up a can of worms. You better hope that these Los Angeles Clippers push this to a game six. Man, game seven. Man, yeah, because they need to run. Put it in <laughs> Right. So this is this is this is what the Warriors didn't want to do. Get pushed by a team with a non superstar. And you gotta respect what the Clippers did. But the more and more you play, the more reliable Steph can get hurt too as well. Anybody can get hurt. K D. Draymond Green got a technical foul. I think the next technical foul, I think he picks up. I think he got one or two. I think the next two he pick up. I think he get. I think he gets suspended for a game. So you're talking about totally different game changers, which I thought he should have got to last night. Still, call, still cursing the referee. He, like you say, he's the only guy in the league who can say whatever, whenever he wants to the referee, and get stopped with one technical five. If anybody else in the league look at the referee the wrong way or say one word, they, they get tossed out immediately. I don't know what the referees like about Draymond Green, but half the time he's showing them how to do their job. If you're gonna bigger about what the referees doing, how about you throw a zebra shirt on? You become a referee. You rep the game, and look at some of the stuff that you do. Some of the stuff he does is very questionable. He's bo- he be borderline sneaky, kicking like want to get people hurt. He put on the zebra shirt. Huh? No, the zebra shirt. Let's see what you got, Draymond. Before we get off this, um, I'm looking at LeBron James. They said that this LeBron James, and they have some. D- Internal issues. Jenny Buss and Rob Lincoln have some internal issues. Talk about Magic Johnson, about who knows or whatever. Just say that's how the TV said. I don't think there was no internal issues. I just, I just believe everybody wasn't on the same page or what they wanted. They thought right. the access they have these younger guys for LeBron James was going to make a move. Don't get me wrong. I think they have a hell of a team to do what they want to do, but injuries play a big factor. People don't want to say that. They keep saying, oh, LeBron James bring this baggage. But that's a good baggage to have. If this guy can talk trash, not talk trash, but can make owners and GMs go out their way to get certain players. Remember, this guy been in eight straight NBA finals that came to an end once he didn't make the playoffs. But he knows what it takes to get these teams over the hump. It's just the injuries. Kuzma go down. LeBron go down. uh, Brandon Ingram go down. You missing Rondo. You miss some some key plethora of guys who are key vital parts of your team, and it's not LeBron James. That's what LeBron put in video said. Who me? Everything's good in L.A. He man, something's gonna go down. Right, right, right. I'm, not, I'm not worried about the Lakers. What they're gonna do? They're gonna make a move. They're gonna get a superstar or two. Yeah, you know, Anthony Davis might not come, but I still want. I still think it might happen because David Griffin's the GM, and David Griffin. You know what? I'll take all them young access players. And y'all can have Anthony Davis. Because one thing for sure I know about Anthony Davis, he is injury prone. Right. He definitely is. I mean Anthony Davis haven't played a a full season since a like, full what? season. His whole career. His whole career. I think he been injured. 
some in his rookie season. At least so I don't home. think he. I don't yeah. think he. I don't think he gave you a full seventy game season out of eighty two. Because seventy seventy game out of eighty two game season is pretty much almost like perfect attendance. Right. Yeah, he's never done so, it to my knowledge. Right. So, but not, all worry about that. So you know, Carmelo Anthony's been working out at LA Fitness. I can't call him. I can't call him Hoodie Mellow. I'm gonna call him Skull Cat Mellow. Scully Mellow. Skull Cat Mellow. Beanie Mellow. Beanie Mellow. Beanie Mellow. We're gonna say that. Beanie Mellow. That sounds better. Beanie Mellow's trying to put put the. He's let you know he still got it. I can still go out there and get buckets. Yeah, everything looks good when you playing against an imaginary defense. Um, they put up shots. And so is J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith is back in the gym shooting threes. At L, at everybody loves L.A. Fitness. So. We're gonna see where those two guys land up at. Maybe Teron Lue come in as the head coach for the Lakers and make a move. So there's different things that is gonna accumulate over these next couple of months. The Lakers probably will get coming in. They might get him for a steal deal. Might get him for the the, the veteran minimum for two point five million dollars for a season. Just LeBron trying to get his guys rings. I thought Melo probably be a great pickup. If, man, if Melo can find some way to come off the bench. Maybe he don't have to come up the bench playing for the Lakers. But say if he did start with the Lakers, that's still a vital piece where he can still get up shots and, and be where he want to be on the floor too as well and, be, and contribute to a team who's trying to make moves and, and further in the NBA playoffs. I think, don't forget about them. I think that he will be high on their list. Maybe you get a J.R. Smith, but if you get J.R. Smith, like you had J.R. Smith and Lance Stevenson, same two type of players. Inconsistent. Yeah, that would be a... That's like way a nightmare if you ask me. If they get J.R. Ian, Lance Stevenson, that's mm-hmm. a no-go. That's a team headed for disaster. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with Melo getting signed to the Lakers, but him and J.R., right. they better so get before, Anthony Davis if they do that. So before we before we get off this, in the next round, who you got in the East? To four teams are standing. We got Boston playing Philly. How many games you got Boston in? You got no. You got Boston, Boston Milwaukee. Yeah. You got Boston Milwaukee. Yeah. I'm sorry. You got Toronto and Philly. How many games? I'm gonna go with Boston in seven. Mm. I'm hesitant to say that, but I'm gonna go with Boston in seven. I'm going Milwaukee in six. And then I'm going to take uh, Toronto in six. I got Toronto in five. Okay. So we agreed about the, 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 the outcome, just not how many games. Yeah, I got Toronto in five. The reason I got Toronto, Kawhi Leonard going to make Ben Simmons turn back into a high school basketball player back when he was at, at school. So, Modern Bird. This dude, do you know? And the last, the last, the only time Philly beat Toronto because Kawhi Leonard didn't play, still out there. So you guys, now you're gonna see. Now Philly gonna see Kawhi Leonard for a full seven for a full seven games in this series. That's why I, I got him in. So I got him in um five. I don't care. I don't care. Jimmy Butler's guard Kawhi Leonard. He still got to put up with Spicy P. Pasal Sakum. So. So a lot of things is going down. I still like Mark Gasol in that battle right there with Joel B. So 
it's going to be a lot. Ain't no threes going down for us. They just ready like that either, too, because this Toronto team is a little bit more longer and athletic than the 76ers. I thought they can get it done. Me personally, I'm going with them. That's the reason I picked that. I got Milwaukee. Like I said, I got Milwaukee in six. You got Boston in seven. So we're going to see once the, once the West get done with all their playoff shenanigans so the floor can be set. Like I said, we waiting for the winners up between the Spurs and Denver to come out with a deciding winner and the Clippers and Warriors to come out with a deciding winner. So y'all know who I am. Until next time, after hours five for the Man Cave, this is your host, Tay Wiggs. And that's Mark Singh. We out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page. That's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave. And click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.